This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Poro is with us as well, Holly Roberts, for hour one. Woo! Nice. Thank you. What's today, Tuesday? Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. Right. Weeks are going by faster and faster the older I get. The uh, This can't be stopped. This cannot... What do I? What have I always said, Donna? I can't remember. It's one of the truest truths of all time. I know it has to do with time. You're dang right it does. Time cannot be slowed, only savored. That is your only choice. Anything you do, all the money in the world will not make time feel like it is going more slowly. Your only choice is to savor the time. Donna, you could be dead by sundown. I don't know. People die all the time suddenly. Are you savoring this moment? I don't know if I am. <laughs> Is it because of what I said? Kind of. Now I'm just thinking about death. Well, you read that book, Here's What to Do When I Die. Am I gonna, are you leaving behind any instructions for me? Will I have any homework to do? I know I'm not in the will, but do I have to do anything on your no, behalf? No, I don't really have anything here at the station. So I'll don't... clean out your mailbox. That'd be great. You, know you could take do? whatever's in the mailbox. It's I'll all yours. I'll put the the little you know leave the Fauci, Fauci candle. I'll put like a little oh, electronic yeah. tea light in there. Oh, that'd be great. A little, a little memorial service right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's right outside of Rocco's office. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah we'll great. play the crossroads when we you and you walk by. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yes. That'd be really Look, nice. Look, we got it all Thanks, figured guys. out. All right, happy there Tuesday. you go. There's my plan. Um, speaking of happy. Uh, did you guys see the uh, Jennifer Lopez Ben Affleck you know headlines about? Jennifer is insisting that they had a great time at the Grammys, even though every time they went to that, you know, a shot of them, he looked kind of bored, maybe. Like, we got to do this. Are we doing this again? I feel, I mean, I mean, what do you want the guy to do? I kind of feel bad for him that people are like, there's some funny comments, you know, about, you know, women making their men, dragging them to stuff that they yeah. don't want to do. Ben Affleck at the Grammys is a sobering reminder that no matter how rich and famous you are, your lady is still going to drag you to bleep you don't want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and she's like, no, we had a great time. What are you talking about? He just looks like he's chilling, you know? Well, and you have to understand, too, he doesn't have a resting sexy face right like j-lo does she can smize really easily i think he's he's when he attempts to smize uh it comes out a little more disinterested although there are some great there's some good like video of 
musical performance that are going on, and he's standing up next to her. She's really dancing, and he's doing what Ben Affleck would do, which like is like tap his foot, sort of awkwardly, yeah, stand there, maybe get a clap every once in a while. He's just awkwardly bopping around like some white dude. What do you expect from him? Yeah, well, he's got no he rhythm. He has a consistent furrowed brow. Now. There were lip readers hired by the Daily Mail. Oh, yes, Holly. Yeah. Say more. Uh, And they (laughs) analyzed the footage of Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck at the Grammys. Okay, what have we learned? Well, this lip reader says that Jennifer Lopez told Ben Affleck to, quote, stop, look more friendly, look motivated, (sighs) to which Ben Affleck replied, I might. That, no. <laughs> oh my god. Let me tell you why I don't believe these things. Although that's you know that that's a tasty little morsel to, to <laughs> chew on this Tuesday morning. There is a there's a thing called bad lip reading. <laughs> Remember when bad lip reading was big for no. a while? What is that? Oh, it's very funny. You've probably seen it done and not realized. Oh, like it. on Conan or something like that. No, it's a thing on YouTube. It's yep. just online and okay. uh very famously, they do, at least in my house, very famously, they do one about the NFL season. And so at the end of each year, they look back, and there are all sorts of things. So then you have Tom Brady in a huddle, and there's a camera on him, and he's like, I like buttercups. Does anybody else like buttercups? What he's really <laughs> saying right there is, you know, 22 right on left, whatever. Sure. And so my point is, they always look very convincing, and that seems just a little too, Holly, a touch too on the nose. Look look more interested. I might. I mean, I, I'm i calling bad lip reading with the lip reader. It is the Daily Mail. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. And I also think, like, <clears throat> she is a megastar. He's a, yeah. he's a writer. You know what I mean? He's a director. He's more than a writer. He's though. a behind-the-scenes guy. Eh, he's he's also a celebrity. A, that yes. is true. But I don't, I don't think he's like... Okay, honey, you want to go meet the paparazzi? We'll go for a stroll through the park. I'll put on a big smile. I don't think he wants any of that garbage. And that's what that's how she promotes herself. Well, and you know. Now he's got to be a part of that machine. I bet he's probably, look, I mean, he's a celebrity. He likes being on camera, but I think he likes being on camera on his terms. And so you're right that at some point you get to that phase of your life where you just don't want to, it's kind of like Donna we've talked about this before when you just start out in uh, in radio or television they're like hey go to aisle 13 in the hardware store this weekend and meet some listeners and you're like great this will be so fun you come back oh eight people were there i took pictures it was fun <laughs> here's a hammer and then, a little <laughs> a little bit later in your life you're just like no nah. Um, you know, I am who I am. I don't need to like really effort myself to try to become more prominent. And we're saying this on a local level, Ben Affleck, he's, he's done it all. Been there, done that, been in every version of a headline you can be in. So I'm sure for these things, he's thinking, isn't it going to be a little loud there, honey, at the Grammys? Could we just (laughs) stay home? Oh, and the traffic. Oh, that would make anybody crabby. I'll tell you that right now. I tell you what, I was just talking with some, uh, friends about los angeles i was at this event over the weekend and we're all like oh yeah i've lived in la at some point the traffic there on a daily basis is just it's just unbelievable but you know what steve yes queen it's not any better like i heard somebody saying you know this is what happens when you hold an event in la 
Same thing happens in New York. Do you think there's no traffic? It takes three hours to go 10 miles. Oh, my god! It's, gosh. like, insane. When we were doing the... Um the thing where I took my family out for Kelly and Ryan to check out holiday sites in New York. In many ways, the experience couldn't have been any better because we had drivers there. We were getting into beautiful Chevy Suburbans. It was great. That being said, the drive from Live with Kelly and Ryan studio to Grand Central Station felt eternal. Mm -hmm. It was like Thursday afternoon traffic, and it was gridlock. And there... I, I think you're totally right. It's just a different kind of pain. One is on the freeway mm-hmm. where you expect to move a little quicker. That's L.A. And the other is just getting three city blocks can take you right. 14 minutes. Well, it's not just in the city. It's also trying to get from Jersey to Long Island, mm-hmm. getting on the GWB. And then you're like, I'm sitting in the same spot for 45 minutes. Like it should only take a half an hour to get to Long Island. It takes three hours almost. You are the queen of It's hearts. just, I hate traffic. I just cannot wait for flying cars. Well, I would like to have a helicopter someday. I have an update about the future. Okay. I've taken one for the team here, and I've been doing research this morning on chat GPT. Because it's a, I feel like, remember when we used to hear about NFTs, non-fungible tokens? Yes. Chat GPT is a thing, and I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think it's the beginning of the real artificial intelligence sci-fi mm. movies come to life thing. Or it's pretty much just Google. I'm going to tell you what <laughs> I've learned this morning. Okay. Um, it, it's really crazy. And then if we have time, I don't know if I get to it next segment or not, but I'm continuing to work my way through the podcast that a lot of people are talking about called The Sound. Friends, I'm just saying, I just think there might be some things happening behind the scenes that we might not be aware of some scary things happy tuesday everybody we'll be right back it's done Steve <laughs> on my talk with mike bryant of bradshaw and bryant and a reminder of the dangers of texting and driving mike you have some pretty alarming statistics i do the cdc estimates that almost three thousand people die each year from texting and driving along with other distracted driving practices. Yeah, and that number is even scarier when you consider phone use in general while on the road. That's correct. We need to make it a goal to forget about our phones when we're operating a motor vehicle. Just two mere seconds of texting and driving increases the risks of an accident up to 24 times. Ugh, you know, I think people think to themselves, this will take a second to respond and then I'll just be done. But that one second can end the life or change it forever. And I hope that never happens. But if you are dreadfully in a motor vehicle collision that results in an injury, what is the first step? Well, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. It's a free consultation and you have nothing else to lose. Well, that's really great information, Mike. Thank you. You can find Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Am I right, Steve? Oh, uh, yeah, because so right, right? Yeah, right. Anyway, um, I was reading a story, I think last night, about Jerry Seinfeld and all these deep fakes, you know, mm-hmm. and he kind of got in trouble because this deep fake made like an off color joke. Mm-hmm. And he had nothing to do with it. Oh, you're talking about the artificial intelligence Seinfeld stream. Okay, that's a thing. All yes. Right. So there's a whole stream. Yes, there is a whole stream over on Twitch. 
Yes. And it was 24-7, an artificially intel, an AI version of Seinfeld that it generated this and like, it looked like an 8-bit Nintendo game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then one of the jokes that the artificial intelligence generated was controversial. Right. And so it's it makes me wonder, like, where are we headed? This is going to be like really yeah. murky waters where... Is it real? Is it fake? It seems like very interesting technology that will... It almost feels like it could get... It could become a joke soon enough where whatever original intent uh, someone had in the world of uh, of deep fake or all this AI stuff, it seems like it could... It could take itself down just by, you know, stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, look, nobody's just going to trust any of this stuff, whatever. But it, it's weird. So deep fake, when it looks like the person and sounds like the person, that's pretty crazy technology. Um, there is now something that's a little... I can't figure out if this is going to... I think it's going to be huge. I think so. At least based on the article I read this morning. But I'm easily persuaded. Chat GPT. We've talked about this a couple times before, briefly. Um, it is an open AI thing. Let's call I'm going to use all my best internet words. Okay. This thing. Ooh, good one. And uh, what you do not have to do is uh, sign up with any sort of, you know, credit card information or personal information at all. You can just go to the site and use it unless it is at capacity. What ChatGPT, um, which was the first to market, and now I read this morning... Google is coming out with their own version of ChatGPT. Uh, Microsoft has an announcement that they're making today. They have been a big supporter of ChatGPT. But imagine this, Donna. It's kind of like Google, but kind of like Google on steroids and a lot more conversational. Mm. So you could say something like, let me read you something. I went to the site because I was trying to sign up today so that I could search things in real time during this segment for us. But I've been in a line all morning because ChatGPT is at capacity right now. So here's something sort of cute that it does. And you could ask this of ChatGPT. Explain the status of ChatGPT in the style of Shakespeare. You could also say, explain this to me like I'm five. Explain, explain quantum physics like I'm a five-year-old. And then it uses, you know, dumbed-down conversational language. So instead of it, ChatGPT is at capacity, it said, explain it in the style of Shakespeare. Here's what it writes to me. Ah, dear user of ChatGPT, thou art not alone in thy desire to engage with our esteemed AI chatbot. Many have flocked to our website in this hour, and we do our utmost to accommodate each and every one. Yet alas, our resources are blah, 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 blah. The reason I bring that up is you can ask it a question like, write a recipe, um, write... Write an ebook chapter on personal finance. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 101 in the voice of Tom Hanks. And then it has a bunch of Tom Hanks language that is out there online from interviews and things like that. And then it can quickly, in front of you, populate in real time. And what's sort of interesting is it actually even populates. Remember the old school day when we were going to type and there was like that blinking little dot waiting for you to type your next thing? Think like Doogie Howser. Oh, yeah, sure. It's kind of like that. It's kind of a very throwback in what it appears like. It doesn't look super slick, but you can write things like write an ebook. Now, problems. Uh, you could be a student and say, write a 2,000 word paper, a uh, 2,000 word argument defending uh, inflation being as high as it is. Boom, it populates. So there's a problem there possibly for professors in cheating. We used to have monkey notes and Cliff's notes when we were in school. Now kids, in theory, can access ChatGPT and have the whole dang thing written for them. You can also, though, really interesting, have real-time translation that happens if you're talking with someone in a different language in a foreign country, which is really cool. It also does kind of dumb things that I'm like, is this even a thing? Maybe you're going out to dinner with friends. Conversation feels a little stale at the beginning of the night. What are good conversation starters at a dinner with friends I haven't seen in a while? And it's very conversational in what it does. And uh, customer service, they say, could be transformed with chat GPT. You know, you've used those little things that pop up. You go to a website and a little box comes up in the bottom right-hand corner. Hi there. I'm Dory, your assistant. Anything I can help you with? Mm Mm-hmm. And you feel like, oh boy, I'm talking with a computer. ChatGPT, there's something about it that uh, is very conversational in nature. However, it cannot tell you what time it is. It cannot tell you what the you know weather is going to be necessarily. It's not like Google in that way because, as I understand it, this ChatGPT thing that sounds really foreign but is going to become more and more common... Uh, is only based on all the information that it was given when it was created. I have so a if you say what time is it, it'll say a smartphone is a really great place for you to check what time it is. Got yes, it. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you had mentioned, you know, say, give me this information in the voice of whoever. Are these celebrities cooperating? To give samplings of their voice, or they just no. I think mimic this is just voice. no, and it's not the audible voice. Don't uh, think that. Okay, this so it's is just the, the writing tone, style. This is all writing. Here's something that just popped up. It's, it says ChatGPT is at capacity right now. Write a radio ad about the status of ChatGPT. This damn thing might be listening to me. So here's what it's supposed to, to say as the radio ad. ChatGPT, I can't get onto narrator. Welcome to ChatGPT, where AI technology meets conversation. And then there's an engineer one who comes in. We're excited to introduce you to our new chatbot model designed to interact in a conversational way. And then it goes on and it has a full radio ad, like little 30 second radio ad, just explaining by the way that ChatGPT is full and you can't get in right now. If it opens at some point during the show, um, I will take us in and we will ask it questions live and see how it responds. But it's very conversational and uh, to the point where Plagiarism is a concern. You could be a blogger, feel tired because it's Tuesday, and say, write a blog about 
lacking motivation to cook on a Tuesday night, and then it can do that. Wow. It's kind of fascinating. It's kind of extremely powerful, and in other ways, feels in certain ways like Google. And so you're like, what's the, what are we excited about? And then you watch other practices of it and ways that they implement the technology. The, I watched a video this morning that said businesses, this is, you have to adopt this sort of AI moving oh, wow. forward. So if you get in now and dive deep and learn it, you could really be more productive. Yeah, we, we yeah. could write an article on the website today, Donna, just using chat GPT in the voice of Donna and Steve. Wow. This we might scares not have me. To come to work anymore. Oh yeah, it's no, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Robot takeover. It's coming. Uh hey, when we come back, what do you think is the best high school slash coming of age movie? Apparently, Seth Rogan thinks there haven't been any good ones since Super Bad, so we thought we would compile a list with your help. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Woo, I love me a good coming of age movie. That's like my sweet spot when it comes to watching movies. And I love Super Bad. Steve, have you? No, still haven't seen it. That was on our original list. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. This is a really cute movie. I love this movie. It just makes me think of my own time. Like right at that point, you're in high school and everything is so intense and... Just the exaggeration of things and feelings and things that happen to you that are embarrassing and trying to get away with stuff. It's just a really, I I thought it was a really well-written movie. And Seth Rogen um, wrote it with his writing partner, uh, Evan Goldberg. And then, you know, that kind of really put them in a position of being valuable screenwriters. And so it's, what, 15 years later? Because it came out in 2007. Oh, yeah. Math. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, this, it's coming up on the 16th anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I guess he was doing some kind of interview with People magazine and said that no one's made a good high school movie since the release of that movie. Mm. And... Even if he was, you know, joking around, people were like, what are you talking about? Um, And then so they compiled a list on BuzzFeed of 20 great coming of age high school type movies. Hmm. So we thought we would open up the phone lines and see what your favorite is. It doesn't have to fall in that, you know, in that window of time. But if you got one. Give us a call, 651-641-1071. I know Alan is hanging on the line. Let's go uh, see what he has to say first. Hey, Alan. Hey, guys. Hey, good morning. You got a favorite uh, high school-themed movie? Yeah, mine is uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, I saw that. I've never seen that. Tell us, what's the kind of general synopsis? Well, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I was actually thinking about watching it again night maybe but uh i don't want to spoil anything but i think uh the best way to describe it in short summary is it's uh it's about a teen who kind of struggles with uh some trauma in his past and struggles to kind of fit in and meets a group of friends who help him to kind of find his inner person uh but when they go off to college since they're older he kind of is by himself and has to figure out his way without them and i don't know i just i really like it it's it's a really sweet movie. I saw this movie 
I it makes me want to go back and watch it again myself. I don't remember much of it, but that see, you know that appeals to me. That type of movie where, like, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but when you're in high school, things are a certain way, and then you go to college, and all those rules are gone. The cliques, you know, kind of dissipate. Right. You get a fresh start. Yes, yeah. the nerds are now your buddies, even though you were a jock and. It, just everybody is accepted for who they are. And I think that's that would be a, a great plot for a movie. Thanks, or Alan. A you're a best journey. friend. You're, Alan, you're the best. Thank you for calling. You guys, do you have a favorite? Mine would be The Sandlot. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, for me, was just... When I watched it, I was around the age of the kids who were in it. You know, it came yes. out, I believe, in 93. Yep. I was 10. They were probably like 11, 12, 13. And I was like 50-something when I saw that movie. Yes, exactly. I just, uh, you saw it just a few years ago yeah. upon my recommendation. But I also grew up, that Sandlot town is any town USA, small town, walk to the ballpark. And that's the kind of town that I grew up in. Springdale, Pennsylvania is a town of 4,000 people. Oh, wow. And it's just, you. there are two baseball fields. You go into the top one or the bottom one. It's just everything my brother scooty scooty always says our childhood was just it was like the sandlots it was just like growing up on the sandlot you had some punks you got some buddies who are with you through thick and thin yep love that movie yeah it's a good movie holly uh i really like the movie ghost world from 2001 i don't think i've seen it that one yeah it has it stars thora birch okay and scarlett johansson oh and steve buscemi among others, and uh, it fa- it's it's very angsty. Thor Birch stars as Enid, and Scarlett is her friend Rebecca, and they're transitioning from late high school until after high school, and they're just trying to make their way. Things are, and things are weird, but this is a weird movie. I will tell you that. Ahead so, of time. <laughs> yeah, okay. ahead of time. This one's really weird. I'm putting it ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Holly. Wow. But it, but it's fantastic. But it's quirky. So oh, yeah. Alana Douglas is in this. Love her. Yeah, that's right. She plays the art teacher that uh, teaches Enid's summer program. Okay, Ghost World. We're yes. adding that to the list. If you've got one uh, favorite high school movie, uh, shoot us a call, 651-641-1071. How about some of the other movies that people said? Well, how about Booksmart? That was a cute movie. Very, very, very cute. Also, um, The Way, Way Back, that was a really good movie, I thought. That was Tony Collette, Steve Carell, um, you know, also a coming of age, but a kid is, you know, being taken oh, to this <clears throat> summer uh, vacation with his mom and stepdad, and the stepdad's kind of a jerk. These are, these are all... If you want to uh, look, BuzzFeed has a list of all of them. Lady Bird, that was a good movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved Lady Bird. Let's go to Jen, see what Jen has to say. Hey, Jen, good morning. You're on the Don and Steve Experience. How are you? I'm good, thanks. All right, coming of age movie that made a difference in your life. I'd say Mean Girls. I know it's very exaggerated, but I just, uh, I like that one. Yes, that was a great movie. Really great. Now, did you, could you relate to, you know, the group of girls who were just. I mean, I think everyone feels a little bit different or, um, you know, they want to feel unique in a way and trying to just fit in. 
kind of a movie. Yeah, always. Always trying to fit in. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Steve, you'll love this. Spider-Man Homecoming is on the list. Oh. That I was, like that. That was a really good movie. That's <laughs> great. Spider-Man! Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't think Marvel and coming of age, uh, but but I guess now that you say it, sure. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Uh, Honor Society is on the list. Jennifer's Body. Yeah, that movie has had a cult resurgence. Has it? Since it was released. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the list. Yeah, that stars Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried. Okay. And that's where uh, Megan Fox uh, turns into a demon. And, oh. Uh, okay. You know eats all of her uh, fellow classmates. I the ones s- who are mean? Uh, or just all of them. Just well, you know. <laughs> not going to give all of it away. Uh, Adam that one's Brody, got a 46%, by the way. Okay, so. Oh, no, rotten to me. <laughs> pretty much half and half. Yeah. Um, I love J.K. Simmons. Anything he's in, oh. I am interested in. Oh, well, then Juno. Juno. Juno, yeah. so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Also one that's underrated, I think, Easy A. Donna Steve, yeah. have you seen that? I yep. have not. Emma Stone. Yes. That was quite delightful. That's yeah, kind of that a, was. Yeah, it was kind of a riff on the Scarlet Letter. Right. High Schoolified. Easy A. It's on the list. Yes, that's where she gets the uh, Natasha Bedingfield card, too. So she opens it. I got a pocket, I got a pocket full of sunshine. And, like, hates it. It's like, oh, this is so annoying. And then smash cut to, like, 30 seconds later in the movie. She's singing like a powerhouse in the shower to Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, my God. I love that. Uh, Pam's on the line. Pam! see what Pam has to say. Hi, Pam. Hi, Donna. Hi, Steve. Hey, Pam. All right. Coming of age movie. I'm good. You? Oh, oh, real well. Real well. Uh, So now... Breakfast Breakfast Club. So good. waiting for that to get on the list. You got stoners. You got geeks. You got the popular people, the jocks. But they all have problems. Like, they didn't realize that everybody thinks the jocks are perfect. Nope, they got problems, too. Yep. Everybody thinks, you know, perfect growing, coming, coming of age movie. And hello, that soundtrack, right? Oh, the soundtrack, so right? good. Donna, oh. they're our age. I mean, they were our age then, they're our age now. I know. Don't remind me. I'm not me either, but... <laughs> okay, guys, thank you. Thank you, Pam. Have a good day. I bet um, you Pam gets a lot of stuff done in her day. She's in, boom, hi, yes, pleasantry, great, here's the thing, all right, gotta go. <laughs> she is checking boxes, man. Steve, have you seen Animal House? I know it's not a high school movie, but, yeah. I'll Peripherally. I mean, it was on, I feel like it was on TBS or TNT frequently growing up. Saturday afternoons, you just see it on. Yeah, toga, toga. Ah, it was a basic cable classic, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a fun movie. So many, like, so many quotable lines from that movie, for sure. Thank you. By, by the way. Yeah. My homework is already done for next oh. week. What? My homework's already done. Okay. All you know, right. I'm going on a trip this week, and I thought, oh, last night, it's going to bed, and I thought, you know, or was it going to bed? It's just sort of winding down, and I thought, I bet you Naked Gun, which is my homework for the Overdue Movie Reviews. Every Monday, I review a movie uh, that I should have watched that is a cultural touchstone in some sense just in the world of pop culture everybody knows that they reference it etc i had seen a clip from i believe it was actually from a different naked gun movie that i had seen the clip from but um so then told them i hadn't watched it and solved that problem last night so i'll give you that review and give everybody else an opportunity to watch it if they're planning on doing i don't even it remember what the movie was what'd you say Na- naked gun oh yeah 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 okay that's fun yeah that's fun um, some other uh, coming-of-age movies that people are emailing us on. Moxie on Netflix. Another vote for Ghost World. 
Um, the Breakfast Club, another one. We've got some kind of wonderful. Oh, I love this movie, and we'll uh, still watch it when it comes on. That comes from Christy. Uh, we got Now and Then from 1995. Does that ring a bell? I don't yes. That one. So that movie stars. There's Gabby Hoffman, Christina Ricci, and. The adult versions of them, I think it's Rita Wilson, Rosie O'Donnell, Demi mm. Moore, and then, sorry, I can't name the last person, but they're, reflect, they're reflecting back on a summer that they experienced as thir- 12, 13 year olds, like, you know, 15 years before they reunited. Oh, you my God, you would really like I this. Oh, just yeah. what you yeah. just said. Okay, so that's now and then, right? Yes. Okay, it's on the list. We've got Can't Buy Me Love. Um... We've got Pretty in Pink and Say Anything, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie said um, John Hughes, Breakfast Club, loved yeah. it. I wanted to be Molly so bad. See, and I was like, God, she's obnoxious. I wanted to be Ally Sheedy. <laughs> Me and too. And they did her dirty with that makeover <laughs> at the end of the movie. I know. She looks so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I love the scene where she's like scratching her head and the dandruff is falling out <laughs> of the table. It's a good movie, Steve. Have you? No. Wow. When I did my uh, my John Hughes thing, I did uh, The Breakfast Club. Did oh, that. okay. That's what yeah. we're talking about. And um, no, I, oh, oh, I thought you went on to Pretty in Pink. Oh, no. Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club I've seen. Yes. And I love, and Judd Nelson, that's got to be one of the greatest endings yeah. to a movie, or most iconic, you know, and it just feels so beautifully cheesy and 80s and just so much so that it, that it worked um hmm. yeah and then he in uh in real life was just could not have been any nicer oh of a guy, is this Judd a Nelson. name sorry. drop coming sorry, up slip out right there there it is wait there you go it was a big one yeah i'm just saying he was uh really nice so great i love judd all right uh, but shouldn't I watch like St. Elmo's Fire at some point? Oh, that's or? good too. Yeah, that one I will say I rewatched it within the past six months. How'd that yeah. work out? Uh, there's a pretty large cringe element to St. Elmo's Fire. Okay. So watch it as a period piece. That's <laughs> what I'll tell you. Okay, okay that may, that's right. funny, Holly. Period piece. All right, thank you everybody for your calls. Thank you for the emails. When we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Um, okay, let's talk about Yellowstone. Maybe ending soon. What the plans are there, and uh, a little uh, something to ponder about Stranger Things. When we come right back on My Talk One Zero Seven One. Hey, good morning. Welcome back, Donna and Steve on My Talk One Zero Seven One. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Holly Roberts with us for one more segment. Hey, girl. Hey. And if you see something, you should say something. Let's do it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I'm going to say something controversial. All right. I think it's a good time to end Yellowstone. Okay, well. um... I don't think Yellowstone is the strongest in the franchise. Can I call it a franchise? Sure. I think it was good. Not great. 
I told somebody over the weekend that I stopped after two episodes. Their head about fell clean off their body. They couldn't believe it. You you run into these Yellowstone diehards, and they they can't fathom how you could not be in love. Well, I think part of it is it, it the storyline starts to get so convoluted. You know, like there's so much going on, and you're like, well, who's this guy, and what, and there's a lot of bad things happening like kevin costner is like the tony soprano of montana you know like you're you want to like him but he does bad things and then you feel conflicted like why do i like him he just hung a guy in modern day oh my gosh so he's not doing a lot of baseball field building in this movie it doesn't sound like that is correct no oh. he's he's not a good guy he's a family guy he's a guy who wants to protect what he sees as his and his families but he'll do it at any cost hmm. you know then he drags his kids into it it's just crazy and then his daughter is just a nut job yeah she seems like a psychopath <laughs> I've, I got that in the first episode. I was like, she's going to be a lot. She's kind of a B.A., you know. She's just like, I don't care. I could take a punch in the face. Whatever. And then there's Rip. Then there's Rip. Rip. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hot guy who kills people, right? Or brands One of, or whatever. yeah. Yes. Yes. What I kind of do like about the show is that they use a lot of non-actors and actual... Like, there's a stuntman who has a role, at, you know, as an actor. Mm-hmm. He's not a great actor, but that's okay. You kind of accept it. And then there are, you know, musicians, country artists that are part of the show also. So I kind of like that vibe. Sure. I like that they're doing that. But anyway, Kevin Costner might be leaving due to scheduling conflicts. And he's, I guess he's directing a movie, a Western called Horizon. Uh. And that could lead to Yellowstone, just the one show, Yellowstone, coming to an end when season five wraps up later this year. So if that happens, there could be a possible spinoff again, this time with Matthew McConaughey. It's just a rumor. Which and right I, th- I think that would work. I think that would work. I think it could as well. I haven't really seen Matthew McConaughey in like a Western. I know that's not a, a Western, but, you know, it's got Western vibes, right? That's a Horses, Western. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Montana feels, it almost feels like we're too north to be considered a Western. That's considered a horse opera. I like that. Okay. A horse opera. <laughs> yeah. I love well, it. Clop, clop to that. That's yeah, you know, stuff. because it's all based on them going west. So when you go back in the prequels, you can see how they're making their way to Montana and all the, like, oh, gosh, all the stuff they had to go through. It's good. You guys should watch 1923. Oh, maybe that. Harrison Ford. You don't even have to watch anything else. You don't have to know who these people are. Don't worry about it. There are a couple slow episodes. But for the most part, I mean, just for Helen Mirren's performance alone, it's worth it. Now, before you tell us a Stranger Things thing, Okay. I'll tell you another thing that you won't see this Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Let's see. Let's make it a guessing game. You will not see any commercials about this during the Super Bowl. Drop. Um, 
about Tom Brady. Okay. Holly, have a guess. Big money, big money. Website hosting. Oh, like GoDaddy. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good guess. Squarespace. Ha-ha. Oh, good one. Now, I'm going to say you're both wrong. I'm going to give you one more uh, guess, and I'm going to give you a hint. Last year, you saw a lot of them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holly got it. Yep. D-Bone? Um, how come she's not saying it out loud? Because okay. we want you to... It's too easy. We're trying to, you know, turn this into a real entertaining bit for the person I in the car. No, don't know. A lot of them last year. Papa John's. <laughs> Holly, what kind of commercials won't we see? Cryptocurrency oh. commercials. Not a single one of them. Last year, it was Matt Damon, and it was uh, Larry David, and oh, all sure. these celebrities. Because they're all in trouble now. There will be zero cryptocurrency. Uh, but FTX is the one that went down. You know, that was the big, uh, huge cryptocurrency thing that just plummeted virtually overnight. But all of their other competitors, too, are just thinking, you know... It's a good year to let's sit this one out. Let's not spend the six million dollars that it costs for the thirty second ad. By the way, the Super Bowl commercial inventory is officially sold out. So I guess they have some last minute companies that are like, should we, shouldn't we? But it's all sold out. Okay, interesting. Also, no, uh, no Tom Brady commercials this year either. I don't think. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe. <laughs> Although I could see him doing one now post retirement. I could too. Yeah. All right. Now this on. Netflix's Stranger Things. The kids are going to be of drinking age by the time season five premieres. Thank you. This is how time goes by. This is goes back to perfect what we were example. Talking about. You yep. know what are you going to do? It turns out if it takes ten years, you will be ten years older at the yes. end of it. You know. Go ahead. That's all. He's 20. Um, he's going to turn 22 on December 23rd of 2024. Um, and he says, you know, I'll, I'm going to be 22 years old. I was 12 when we started. So there you go, to your point. I'll ask Holly this question. Don, if you want to, you can, but there's no pressure here. Holly, what age were you when you started working in this building? In this building? Mm-hmm. I was 30. I was too. Wow. I had just turned 30. Yeah. 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 And now here we are older. Yeah. By Indeed. about 10 years. Measurably I mean, just, older. Right. It just <laughs> goes by like that. We mm-hmm. are like, Holly, we're like the Stranger Things kids. Wow. And Donna's like the Demogorgon. Oh, Donna. thank you. Compliments accepted. Donna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just, Vecna vibes. I was having this conversation with a friend about years, and I'm like, in 10 years, I'm going to be this age. And then I said this crazy age, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I've almost been at my talk for 10 years. It's mm-hmm. been eight. That's feels like yesterday. I'm like, yeah. I, I got to get stuff done. I don't know if I'm going to be having aches and pains in 10 years where I'm not going to want to travel and do things. And yeah. There are some years in since being here that I don't remember. What mm-hmm. happened in 2017? Great question. I don't know. Great Cannot question. be held <laughs> responsible for that knowledge. Right? <sighs> there, are, there are gaps of missing information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right, though, Donna. There is something to be said for it about, you know, 
get busy living or get busy dying. Like if you do want to travel, you know, Go none of it. us are promised tomorrow. You wow. know, so you can it's, you can think of it with age, of course, and it can you feel like you're naturally getting closer to. If life is a game, you're getting closer to the fourth quarter. When people get there, I think they start to feel like, shoot. And what you don't want to do is think, oh, darn, now I'm sitting around all day. I'm in a bed all day. Mm-hmm. And I spent, I had that money, and I never went to those places, and I never saw that thing, and I never tried that. You know, talk this about those deathbed oh. regrets. So deep. Look, man. Man, look, we're all just in a hallucination. So you go out there and you live your yes. best life. Don't worry about it. I'm a hologram. Yeah. Yeah, Quinn. Uh, <laughs> well, Thank Holly. you, Holly. I'm going to go cry in the bathroom now. All righty. That's how she processes trying to leave our show after doing the morning show too she'll also be on the adventures of uh Br- kalina bradley Br- oh gosh bradley really? thought oh, oh my god, god. You're fine.